0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Hammerlock Hangover. This is episode 24. I am Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my partner in crime, Jeff. Jeff, what's going on? What's going on, man? How was your vacation? It was very good, very relaxing. I want to, first off, uh, apologize to everybody for the audio issues that we had last week. Uh, We were using a different method of recording. Usually, we'll record this and then upload it to, to Anchor. And last week we decided, because I was mobile, uh, to use the Anchor app directly, not to get into the weeds about it, but that caused a lot of confusion um, as for our listeners, because it seemed like we were talking over each other a lot. And it, when we recorded it, originally, it, it's just like all the other episodes, is very Fluid conversation, start, stop, question, answer, that sort of thing. But for some reason, when it came to processing the conversation that we initially recorded, it the syncing was off, and it kind of came across as us talking over each other and interrupting each other
1: constantly, not just a little <laughs> bit.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I. I thought it added like a, a a different vibe of like, wow, these guys are like really the odd couple. Like they just don't give a fuck about, you know, talking over each other. I thought it was pretty funny, so I said, ah. it, "Listen, it was either that, put it out the way it was, or re-record another hour and a half." And again, while I'm on vacation, not looking forward to that. So, you know, as much as I do love you, Jeff, I don't love you to spend three hours on my vacation with you.
1: Yeah, no, I don't blame you. And the second half of the show I thought was was fine. It was pretty good. I think because of the sort of the issues with the first half, I might have been a little bit rushed because I was sort of constantly afraid that that was going to happen again. but this, the second half of the show I, I found to be very listenable and, and sort of up on closer to our norm. So we are on the Hopscotch to WrestleMania because I refuse to call this the road to WrestleMania because it feels like a hopscotch event. <laughs> this was a strange week in wrestling, um, at least for me. I I, I I, mean, viewership was down across the board. Some of the shows were were awful to meh. I actually really enjoyed AEW, um, which, you know, that's not entirely unusual, but I, I enjoyed the show more than I have probably in several weeks. Last, um,
0: week, last week you enjoyed it because it was a shit show, is this week you genuinely enjoyed it?
1: I genuinely enjoyed it. The ironically, the only thing I didn't enjoy was the first segment, which was the Christian Kazarian match, which was close to twenty minutes and slow, boring, plotting. The guy who outworked everyone seemed like he was, you know, gassed and was mostly carried by Kazarian. I don't know. I, you know, I just really, I just think, yeah, I just didn't think in the a twenty minute segment and. With that, I was so ready to shit on everything that happened on AEW. The second segment wasn't great; it was the Sting Darby vignette, but it was it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. I just wasn't sure who was doing the speaking until the end, Um, and it was sort of an abrupt uh, transition to Darby's going after Matt Hardy, which I I don't really get since Matt Hardy's sort of going against the Dark Order. But okay, whatever. That you know, that is what it is. But you know, I
0: go ahead. In speaking of AEW, I. I honestly thought that the, the Christian-Kazarian match was a breath of fresh air because it was the different style of wrestling that you normally see like this car crash, flippy shit type matches on Dynamite. And here you actually got like a methodical wrestling match. And so I, I liked it. I liked seeing it. Um, so it was impressive to me, but... I think I would have been more impressed had it not been an ex-WWE guy. Had it been the Young Bucks doing a match like that, it's a different... And you know what it is? it reminds me of is like, you know how like a, a musician or a musical artist or even a musical group that is over, like their first album, second album, very poppy, very mainstream, and then like the third album, they start experimenting with a different sound. Sure, let's go with yes. And you're like, "Oh, that's a that's that's good. I like that. This it's different. Like they're they're showing their depth. That's what I would have been more impressed with."
1: Okay. I, listen, I know that there are people who enjoyed this match. I I didn't. I like I said I thought it was slow and plodding. And for guys outwork everyone, he wasn't moving very fast. Somebody I can't remember who said this, but they thought that this was done on purpose so that uh Christian could show that he was taking a step back and not ready for the title picture because that first week he was already standing over Omega holding the title up and it was a purposeful um back step from that or retreat. Maybe I was gonna was like, I I wanted to ask you this because I
0: heard this um being spoken about. Do you think that the wrong man won? Do you think that? the story should have been Christian has lost a step and needs to earn his way to a fight with Kenny Omega. Huh.
1: I mean, I, I think that would be amazing if they did that, but I mean, it couldn't be to a tag team wrestler who's, you know, in a sort of we, we lose and we break up story. Allegedly though. I haven't actually seen it on TV. I just hear about it from time to time, despite them being ranked number one that's the I'm speaking of. Um, that would be cool i just i mean there was just no chance the, the the outcome was never in doubt i mean wrestling doesn't work that way i mean aw doesn't work that way but nobody does i mean maybe you know maybe impact who has nothing to lose might have done that but that that's that sort of next level thinking in wrestling i would have liked that if he lost um to whomever and then you know was sort of feeling like you know, did I rush into this? Did I do the right thing? And, you know, had to find his mojo and, like, lost a couple matches and then, you know, maybe start mm-hmm. heel. But everyone's heel on that company. They, they need faces. They, they don't have any faces. So.
0: Yeah, yeah that, I thought that would have been a nice way to do, like, a baby face, kind of like, you know, Christian gets built up and now you follow him and his, you know, storyline as it progresses from week to week. Um, so I thought that was a missed opportunity, but again, I can also f- see the other side of it, right? I can see that they built up, Hey, this guy's a, you know, superstar hall of famer. And then he comes back his first match and takes an L to Kazarian, you know, they'd be the laughing stock. So I, you know, I could have went both ways with the story.
1: It, that would have been really brave. Um, I, don't yes. know, I like it. I mean, it sort of reminds me of what was happening earlier in the year with Daniel Bryan, where he was losing to Nakamura. He was losing to Cesaro. I think he lost to uh, Jey Uso. Other mm-hmm. people, I think maybe AJ Styles beat him, whatever it was, he, he was losing, but instead of the slowly getting his mojo back, he like instantly turned it on. And, you know, now he's putting, you know, the, the yes lock on Roman Reigns, whenever he wants to, uh, you know, it basically yeah. takes him 15 seconds to put the finisher on. So, uh, you know, that that also is just as bad, where it's, you know, before he was vulnerable, now he's, you know, invulnerable. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. It didn't happen. I never thought that was going to happen, and obviously it's not going to happen, but that would have been much more interesting than what did happen. But, no, I, I enjoyed most of the rest of AEW for the right reasons. Now, listen, I'm not saying it was all brilliant. Putting Scorpio Sky, who's being featured in his next singles push, in yet another tag team, Uh, with a guy named All Ego, uh, which doesn't make sense for a team who just came out of a very successful tag team, and they're being featured on Dark Elevation. I mean, none of that made sense. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. The show wasn't perfect. There were plenty of issues with it. The the Jurassic Express's promo was dumb. I mean, obviously, they were promoting all the WB movies, which are tied to Turner, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, Mortal Kombat was prominently mentioned, things like that. So, fine, whatever but i loved the stuff with the inner circle and the pinnacle i i'm almost ashamed to admit this but i'm not i absolutely love the qt marshall stuff i've never been really? so invested in Qt Marshall in my life i think that that was great i don't care that everyone's saying it. it's like the nightmare uh, family and the nightmare family wolf pack i know it's <laughs> another faction so what's what's another faction they already have like 10 factions big deal I mean... Where's the horses? Where's the horses, exactly. Yeah, Because uh, I know... No, it's not where's the horses. It's like... uh, Well, yeah, where are the stables or something? Or, yeah. No, (laughs) we see all
0: the stables, there's just no horses.
1: Right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a country boy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I, I thought that the match with the new Death Triangle, I mean, no mention of Pack really, but they they called themselves the Death Triangle. That was a little bit abrupt, but those three certainly make more sense together. I, I don't know. I know we're sort of jumping all over the place. We'll get to AEW. Dude,
0: yeah, I got two two things on the, the AEW thing. One, real quick, is the SCU thing. SCU when AEW first started was a legit tag team, right? Like they were a big thing. I I have an SCU shirt. They were so big, and like they would do these viral you know scu chance, right
1: mm-hmm. did AEW ruin them i mean the, AEW sort of ruined a lot of the original people because they kept adding and adding and adding i mean their roster i mean i i don't know they must have 200 wrestlers on tv you know every single week if you count the people in the crowd and then vignettes and th- you know stuff like that and i'm not even talking about elevation and dark god knows what they've got going there i see every day a post for so and so is all elite never seen them on tv i've never heard their name before they don't look, even look remotely familiar um i mean how do you ruin a team where their combined age is 91 or 92 um and what they what they, I mean, they made them the first ever tag team champions. I don't think they were ever hired to be – I think they were supposed to be coaches. They were supposed to work with the talent. That's, that's just not the way AEW works, though, when they're there once a week. And, you know, they were supposed to, you know, uh, what's the word, a spin off Scorpio Sky into a solo star, and then that never happened. Um, and I think at that point they just sort of lost their way because they were – intoxicated with getting Brody Lee and Matt Hardy and signing Cage and signing Lance Archer. And then they could sign all these little, you know, all these indie people as well. And, you know, they, they, they were just getting, it was an abundance of riches. They, they'd sign, you know, they'd bring in Alan Angels and they'd bring in Vance Press and they, they didn't know what to do with, them, with themselves. They just kept bringing in bodies, 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 called Cabana. You know, you know, a lot of these things were, no particular reason, just throwing things together. And then they're like, oh, wait, we need a women's division. So let's sign, you know, these 400 people. Oh, but we want to feature Joe Wrestling, so let's show them too. And I, I just think they, you know, forgot what they were doing. It's like, oh, we can get Vicky Guerrero. Okay, well, let's put her on TV too. I mean, it's like it was never-ending. And like yeah. I said, I think they forgot what to do with people like SCU, Sean Spears, um, PAC. They're just a bunch of people they just, I think, Got lost in the shuffle and this I keeps just, happening
0: i don't know i just feel like they can't they can't book tag team wrestling for for all the talent that they have i feel like it should come really naturally like they've got so much tag team talent yet they're not known for tag team wrestling
1: i i promise the audience that we did not talk about this ahead of time it, frankly it's been very hard to get talk to steven Kirby. he was on vacation and now when he's off vacation he's catching up on life and as you know he has 97 kids but <laughs> i was thinking like maybe two days ago all these tag teams that came up quickly in prominence in aw and now they're gone so we have top flight one of them's hurt we have the acclaimed one of them's hurt we've got bear country now coming on board why I'm not really sure we just created scorpio sky and all ego ethan page why um, SCU has a story. We've got FTR that's deserving of a rematch. We have Ray Phoenix and Pac, but Pac is hurt, so now Penta is back in that. We have you know all these <laughs> different Nightmare Collective teams. We have the Varsity Blondes. I mean, they're I, the Hybrid Two. The Hybrid Two, exactly. The private Party's still there. And there's still 42 members of the Dark Order, which I assume are paired off. You've got the Jurassic Express with the, the Hollywood Blondes. Star. Uh, the Varsity Blondes, but... Whatever. But but the faction, nobody's talking about and for good reason, but there is yet another faction that was on this show, and that is Cesar Bononi, Bononi Nick <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Hunk Nemeth, and J.D. Drake. I mean, and, and they still managed to lose to Moxley. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> does anyone remember that, that there's the Butcher and the Blade, that, that they're a tag team? I'm, you're right. There's, no. there's, there's probably, there might be close to two dozen tag teams, maybe more. That, I think we just rattled off
0: more than 12.
1: Yeah. It, it's great and terrible all at the same time. I mean, you've yeah. got the, the chaos project or chaos theory that, that's been on TV. Uh, I mean, we have Santana and Ortiz. Uh, yeah. there, there, there can be other combinations of the inner circle. There can be other combinations I mean, of the pinnacle. It's just so deep.
0: And they can't even get the tag team thing right. But yet I still see everybody clamoring for these trios titles. And I'm like, they can't even fucking figure out tag team wrestling. They're going to figure out trios titles. Like fuck out of here.
1: Well, I think that one helps the other because you can then take these best friends. There's another team we we didn't talk about, but you can take these (laughs) three man groups and sort of take them out of the tag team bucket and put them more into the trio bucket. But you can have, you know, tag team combinations, you know, like the WWE does ad nauseum where you have like, you know, one person facing the other and then reverse it the next week. Um, But I I think one would help untie the other, but not completely because they just got too many. I mean, I I hate to say this, but I think they with Dark and Elevation or whatever the second show is going to be allegedly on TNT, they might need like SmackDown and Raw titles where there's a second set of titles for everything and you know maybe every now and then tease unification matches or something and then explode them again.
0: I don't know. I don't know. And then the other question I wanted to ask you was related to QT Marshall. And we kind of broached this topic last week. Like, how many times are we going to see this same storyline of, oh, uh, Cody's best friend uh, turns on him. And now here, (laughs) I love that. The Cody QT comes in with the jobber entrance, no entrance, right? He's just in the ring. And then his school buddies, his students come in and do his dirty work. Like, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you credit for that. That's different. We didn't see that when, you know, Dustin turned on him or MJF turned on him or anybody else that Cody's had turn on him.
1: See now okay. I am going to talk over you because I do want to take. There's no way anyone can prove this or disprove it. But when I was watching AEW, I'm like, are the students taking sides? Is that what's going to happen here? Because everyone knew Q, something was going to happen with QT, but I'm like, I'm like, are they taking sides? Because I think that maybe they're taking sides. But if you listen to the commentary, like they're rattling off all of the slights that QT has endured, and if you were listening to commentary, you'd think that QT was the face and Cody was the heel because. It was all one hundred percent true. They're like, "Where's QT's entrance? Where's his music? Where's his entourage?" They're one hundred percent right. QT is right. But yeah, you're one hundred percent right. This this is this story. You have story about best friends not working out this match. The best friends. You've got to give it with the best friends. You've got Kip and his best man. You've got Kenny and the Bucks. You've got Kenny and Don Callis. You've got Kenny and the Good Brothers. You've got Mox and Kiss uh, Kingston. You've got the Dark Order and Page. All these so. You have all these sort of like friends who aren't friends story. Yeah,
0: the, the, speaking of that too, right? I, I like that. You know, we're we're just riffing today. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of bringing back Statlander, Chris Statlander, and the in the way they did it, like very creative. Um, kudos to AEW for booking it that way. Very fun. However, is it is it like the the point to put over Miro? Why are we still putting over Best Friends and Chris Statlander? Like, why are they the takeaway of the show instead of Miro standing
1: tall? You know, I'm playing checkers and you're playing chess because I said I loved A.W. Now you're pointing out all these very valid things that were dumb about it. And I acknowledge all that. So first I want to say something that's wonderful. Everything with Jade was magnificent tonight. Oh, Uh, it was. was She was great. That was amazing. Also on QT, I liked how the first people to get attacked were old Billy Gunn and old Dustin Rhodes. I'm not joking. I mean, I think that it was very much a new versus old kind of thing, even though QT and Cody, you're both 35. But, yeah, you know, I didn't see Austin Gunn and the other brother involved. Like, I don't know where they went. I don't know if that's going to be a story or not. I, you know, but it just seemed like the the – Nick Camarado, I think his name is Aaron Solo, and Anthony Go or Agobo, the, the Olympic boxer, uh, they were going after the old guard. And I and and I like that. Um, yeah. As far as what you're saying with Trent, I mean, there's a couple of reasons for it, I see. One is Trent was back and they can't resist Sue in the minivan because they love their cutesy things that they think are over. Yes. They sell 10,000 T-shirts with Sue's minivan on it just like, you know, because they think everything that's over on Twitter means it's over in the real world. Meanwhile, they don't watch, you know, I mean, they've literally lost 50% of their viewers from debut to to now. Um, The other thing that I think is going to happen, if it makes sense, and and I think it's going to, is that Miro will be pissed about this because he made it clear that, Kip, this was the match that you wanted. So... Mm -hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, we're gonna to have to go through a Miro Kip battle. Um, but I think we all knew we had to go through that before he goes to something else. And you know, the faces always have to win a few. They had Sue, they had their little moment. Chris Statler back, I guess that means that she'll be in a few with Penelope Ford. So maybe Penelope Ford will be in the ring again. So, any women's feud, I mean, means something is, is progress. Yeah. It's not have just one women's story on the show. I mean, we had at least three, no, four um, women's story. So if you like women's wrestling and you've been complaining, it looks like that's getting fixed. So I think those were no. the reasons. Um, you and know, all
0: of those things, yeah. all sorry uh, Jeff, all of those things made sense and they were good on their own. I just with the Miro thing, I just would have liked them to just walk away from Kip. And just, like, be done with him. Right then and there. I don't need to wait wait another week.
1: Just do it. Yeah. The the real issue I have with it is not just I don't want to see Miro with Kip. Yes, I don't. Um, It's that who's the face and who's the heel? I mean, are they going to turn Kip face? Well, who gives a shit? Are they going to turn Miro face? They could use more faces, but he's doing – he's better as a heel. So I I don't know about – I am – Worried about that, I share that with you. But hopefully, it'll just be a squash, and then they can send Kip and Penelope on a real big, you know, honeymoon for you know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. (laughs) They don't really seem to have any problem having someone not be on TV for three months. So maybe that's what they do with Kip, and we can just forget about him for a bit. I I don't know. I yep. You know, I mean, on the in the world of AEW roster wrestlers, Kip Sabian was one of the first they signed. I didn't care about. And almost two years later, I still don't care about him. <laughs> Not even already. A yeah. Let's
0: talk. Let's talk about these uh, AEW ratings and NXT ratings, for that matter.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, unfortunately for NXT, six fifty four doesn't sound so bad because they've been doing so poorly, but it is bad. <laughs> I mean, NXT started at one point one million and and. You know, there were weeks where if AEW did 950 or 990, NXT was solidly in the sevens and eights. I mean, so NXT has gone down too, uh, but NXT 654, pretty bad. They increased in the demos, but you know what we think about demos. AEW did 700,000 on a pretty entertaining show and 0.26 in the demos, which is not great for them. The troubling thing for me about NXT is that we're so close to this takeover. It's the same thing we said last week is that their numbers were bad. They actually went down more. And we've got a two-night takeover coming up. I'm just not sure that there's not a wrestling overdose, that people are just tired of wrestling, period. And it's not just NXT and AEW. I mean, everything's sort of gone down. And we'll get into other ratings later. I'm not going to try and hijack it by going into the ratings now. But, yeah, those those numbers are not good. I mean, for either show. They both went down. Mm Mm-hmm. A fair amount and they both didn't perform well the week before
0: i will say that for the raw and the smackdown and we talked about this on the last show uh i'm hoping that people were able to hear that part but you know there was a conversation that we had about the march madness impact of both raw and smackdown uh, because they were running up against march madness um games this past wednesday there was no March Madness, there was no major news, unlike, um, you know, we are recording this on Friday. And so there is major news that happened today. We don't need to get into what happened. But um, I can see where SmackDown might take a hit tonight because of people turning into, you know, MSNBC or CNN, to recap of what happened earlier in the day.
1: Well, I watched um, back then, so I could see why people would have tuned out.
0: <laughs> That's your opinion. There's a lot of people that feel like it was a strong show.
1: A lot of people um, or, or just like three people that we both know.
0: I saw a lot of interaction in, on Twitter about it, but you know, I didn't watch the show. I was too busy uh with uh, my family watching Godzilla and uh King Kong battle it out. How was that? I enjoyed it. I like you know what I liked about it is I don't I've never been to Hong Kong and I, this is, I guess, a bit of a spoiler. Like, at well, Where the, have you
1: been? I mean, at so the like, end, I've never been to Hong Kong, but I've been to Tokyo, Shanghai, Taipei, oh, no, no, no. Manila. Oh, no, no, no. Just Iceland. <laughs> Ulaanba-
0: Ulaanbaatar. Iceland can't and San Diego. And my... <laughs> I've been to Camartage. Um, Shangri-La. No. Vladivostok. I, I like how they... Uh, I, I want to assume that Hong Kong in the movie is mostly CGI. Like every building seemed like it had an L- LED uh, frame around it. And so it looked like very futuristic, very Tron esque. And so to see Kong, Godzilla, and then this third Titan, which, you know, mm. no spoilers there. Well, um,
1: just a spoiler. I'm not
0: telling you which Titan though. Doesn't matter. Um, what's that?
1: Doesn't matter. You big jerk. That's still a spoiler.
0: <laughs> there's there's a third third run, and he's like the Daniel Bryan of uh, of the, the WrestleMania match, and, and it was just a it's just like everything. Like I love the fact that like they just threw everything out there. Like you know how people complain about things being overbooked. Like this is exactly that. But I loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This ex- There's lights and explosions and, you know, headbutts into buildings. And oh, the whole f- Hong Kong is barely standing. It reminded me of, of that old school original Godzilla with the fake, you know, paper mache buildings. As opposed to all the real that-
1: buildings this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As opposed to the real building. So yeah, I, I totally like ate it all up. The the plot was bullshit listen. from jump street, but listen, no, you, just, you just go is, in for the main event.
1: Right. If anyone is going into this movie expecting to see a good movie, you're you're making a mistake. If you're going in to see a fun movie, then that's all you need to deliver. The the one criticism I've heard about the movie is that it focuses on too many human characters. And I agree without seeing it, without knowing a thing, I agree hundred percent because I don't need to see any humans doing anything except getting eaten, stepped on, you know, and trapped under rubble and killed. That, uh, you know, scared, crushed, running away. I don't I don't care about I don't care about Kyle Chandler saying, I warned you all, or or the <laughs> the woman from well, is she a woman or a girl still? So eleven it's from Stranger Things. I don't, she's
0: she's a young adult. I want to say she's a woman. I'm
1: yeah, sure I don't care about be. Tywin Lannister and, and his evil machinations. Don't care about don't care about the echo terrorists. I don't care about any of them. I don't care about that story. Uh, I just want the monsters to kill everyone and and rule the world, and so I can serve them. That's all.
0: Yeah, I I preferred the second one, King of the Monsters. Was it King of the Monsters? Was it the second one
1: the one where he fights Ghidorah?
0: I, who knows the name. I mean, I I love that one. That one was way better than this one. But listen, the fight scene between Kong and Godzilla, and this third Titan is is money. It's it's it's, it would have been if we would have seen it in the theater, it would have been worth the twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, I would have felt that way because it. it, I have a feeling, you know, when I I saw the if let's just say you know Destroy All Monsters or whatever you said that that's the actual or King of the Monsters. That's the actual name of the movie. I saw it the second time at home on cable. I'm like, yeah, this movie's really not that good. But when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. This is ex- I knew yes, what I was gonna yes. get, and they gave me almost exactly what I wanted. And like that happened yeah. too because I saw I saw Brightburn the week before. And I'm like, this was not a, a very good movie, but there was a great movie in it, and that's enough <laughs> for me to want a sequel. And and then I saw Godzilla, I'm like, yeah, this is so much closer to exactly what I wanted. I mean, too many people, but this is closer. I heard one guy talk about it, and he's like, he's like, all the people are excited about finding the giant gorilla, but they're like, oh, there's a bunch of tyrannosaurus, and living dinosaurs. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I've never thought about that for a second during the whole thing, that, like, they're, like, barely reacting to, like, dinosaurs, but, like, a mutated giant gorilla is, like, getting all the attention. Um I don't know, but hey, thanks for tuning in to Hammerlock Hangover. That's all the wrestling talk we have for this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. this week.
0: <laughs> more Godzilla talk, Godzilla hangover.
1: Yeah, more Godzilla versus Khan, less uh, NXT versus AEW. So, yeah, those numbers were bad, but all the news wasn't bad for NXT because they're moving to Tuesday nights, and I don't think we need to get into whether or not a war was lost or won. All people really need to know from this is that WWE signed a multi-year extension with the USA network for more money for the NXT product. Now, I don't know if it's a two-year contract, three-year contract, seven-year contract. It was just said multi-year. So that just means more than one. Um, I am going on some assumption based on nothing that it probably mirrors the same termination date as the raw contract. uh, But it's really based on nothing. In any event, it's more money per year for the same product on a different night where you know, apparently the network is happy with those numbers. We hear the same thing about mm-hmm. TNT with with AEW. So, hey, maybe that's true. Uh, you know, uh, none of us know how much it costs to make, you know, uh, new dramas. I You know, I don't know what it costs to produce Animal Kingdom uh, or Snowpiercer, which are, you know, TNT primetime shows. And if they cost more to produce those shows, you know, and just because they get 500,000 more viewers, but if they cost... Twice as much, it, it, is it? Is it a benefit? So, you know, maybe, maybe wrestling is still relatively cheap.
0: And the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, for instance, when Raw, it pulls in a one nine. They're still like top five, in cable ratings. Oh yeah. When they, a. They- when AEW pulled
1: in the demos all three hours this week, even though their numbers went down, so
0: exactly. So like you know, that's what I think USA is looking at compared to the competition. Where are we? If Raw was getting trounced by, I don't know, flag football on you know ABC, uh, and the real world on MTV, multiple weeks, and I don't know, a cat show. On USA on 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 sci-fi, yeah, I'm sure they'd be pissed. But they're number one. They're at the top. Same thing with AEW on Wednesday nights. You know, if it's not a basketball game or some other sports-like game, you're number
1: one. So yeah. you're 100 right. Neither USA or TNT cares whether AEW or NXT is losing to another wrestling show. What they care about is that, is that they're losing so it, it could it's another wrestling show it could be a cop show it could be a medical drama it could be about ancient aliens it could be about Bigfoot. they don't care it's only wrestling fans who are comparing the apple to the apple it's just show to show time slot to to time slot and what they get in revenue versus what it costs cuz that that's the one thing that none of us mm-hmm. can... Anyway that's the, the business move... That's the money yeah the move is, is starting April 13th. I'm, I'm pretty sure that by the time anyone w- listens to the show, they already know that, but just on the safe side, um, want to get it out there. In I-
0: in, in speaking about the, the move, Jeff, mm-hmm. I know that there was this news uh, that broke a couple days ago related to like a backstage comment that Triple H had or uh, all department heads meeting or all st- talent meeting telling them that, Hey, we, you know, we're moving to Tuesday night and it's because we couldn't draw. I'm paraphrasing here. And I think one report said that they were being bullied off of when their night, Wednesday night, they've been always on Wednesday night, but a, these guys came over here, came at us and they bullied us off our night. Now, triple H has walked that report back and say, I never use the word bully. There's multiple talent that were in the room that said H never said the word bully. He never, you know, he did make reference to them, I guess. Um, But I guess it's to light a fire under the talent's ass. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you, what do you think about that uh, news report? Because sometimes, you know, we'll agree that a lot of these salacious headlines that come from dirt sheets are trumped up bullshit.
1: Well, if he said anything like that, he certainly walked it back today during the uh, news conference he had in anticipation of TakeOver. Now, as you put it, he, he might have just walked it back. He said, you know, if you were to ask me where we would be in a couple of years, this is exactly where we'll be. And he was, you know, talking positively that he thinks, you know, we've, they've established a fan base. Now the fan base can, you know, can enjoy the show. The implication was to build it. Okay, fine. And then he was talking about they can you know better enjoy the lead-in from one show to another. I don't know why Tuesday makes a difference from Wednesday in that regard. Listen, I, if he said anything like it, if he didn't use the word bully but used something similar enough that they were sort of pushed off and didn't use the word bully, if somebody repeated it, like Operator, that, that we were bullied off or that we were pushed off or that we you know lost our place, the actual word doesn't matter. The fact is, is that they were losing in the ratings, whether that matters to USA or not. I don't know. I don't I don't automatically think that by switching nights that either of these shows is going to go up in numbers. I mean, the knee jerk reaction is that, well, they're both unopposed and they'll both do better, that there's been, you know, this sort of huge overlap of people that that, you know, when they're unopposed, they go they will watch the other show. We've documented that a few times, but it's usually 200,000 or less, but that's not nothing. Um, but there's a, another school of thought that's like, well, you know, Wednesday night is wrestling night. So if people want to watch wrestling, they tune in Wednesday nights. And there are some people that go back and forth or watch them back to back or watch the DVR back to back. And that sort of counts the same as view. Uh, there's also the school of thought, which is my school of thought that without the war, without the tribalism, without the investment that my team has to beat your team, that it won't become appointment TV for people. There'll be less of an urgency. So I'm not sure that they're going to go up. I'm not sure it's going to go down, but I wouldn't be surprised if both shows went down though, not next week. I mean, NXT, you know, best go up next week since it's a pay-per-view caliber show. I'm part of WrestleMania week. Um, but, uh, We'll see. Um, I don't really care about the story if, if Triple H was using it for motivation or he just misspoke or if it was a game of operator. I, I don't know that it matters. And motivating the wrestlers seems to be the wrong place. I mean, I think that they work pretty hard. Though I will say tonight on SmackDown, it was a botch fest. That, that four-team men's match that Alpha Academy won and then that whole scrum with the women's, I mean, those both look like indie show matches. That. Both those things looked every every bit as bad as the initial women's battle royal, casino battle royal on the first. I think all out or double or nothing. That that was a mess. I mean, there was a time where Ray Mysterio was trying to do a hurricane rod on on Bobby Roode. He clearly missed the whole thing, and Bobby Roode basically threw himself out, and then people threw themselves over the top rope. I mean, you know, if if people are going to give Cesar Bononi and Luchasaurus crap, then then all of these guys <laughs> and Let's not forget this is Rey Mysterio and Bobby Roode. I mean, these, these are veterans in their 40s. This shouldn't happen. But Agreed. maybe it's because they're veterans in their 40s um, that they're tired. I I don't know. I, I, I was not impressed with WWE programming this week at all. I'm not going to do it, but I do want the audience to know that I thought that Raw was so bad and it was so long, it actually it made me feel like I was doing the Descent Into Hell. So I actually, the next day, looked up Dante Alighieri's The Divine Comedy and saw how many layers of hell there were, and there's nine, and I actually wrote a ten canto sort of poem, which I threatened Stephen that I was gonna read it on the air, but I'm not going to. I may, however, type it on our Facebook page, um, and you'll have to put the tone to it, but I actually wrote a ten canto poem. I don't write poems. I never wrote poems. So I know that most of you don't know me there, but I'm not a poet. I, I'm, I'm, I am I'm a lawyer and I do writing, but I write like a robot. I mean, no one has ever called my writing creative. Um, and I'm not saying this was a great poem, but I was so inspired by the awfulness that I actually took time out of my work day on Tuesday. And in my free time, instead of eating or going to the bathroom or researching or something or preparing for the week, I wrote a poem. So that that's how inspired I was that this role was so bad. SmackDown hasn't moved me to a poem yet, but I think it's just because it's the weekend and and I have better things to do, like lie in my ass and watch Battlestar Galactica on Peacock.
0: I read this poem. He sent me a version of it, this uh this monologue. And uh I I was scared. I think I didn't say that verbally to Jeff because I didn't have the heart, but he came to his senses and said, "I'm not going to read this."
1: I could feel your on fear. air.
0: I, I could feel oh, yeah. your
1: fear through the air. I, 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 I knew it was there, and I, and I knew it was going to change my mind, but I, you know, I was. <laughs> I, I just, I just wanted it out there. I just, I just, I just felt that people need to know that it's there. But you'll have to look on the Facebook page and judge for yourself. And I haven't done it yet. And I'll, you know. I Probably think
0: it sorry. definitely needs to be on the Facebook page as we put this um, podcast out for the masses to hear.
1: How long? I think I just I- cut and paste it. I have to because the way I typed it wasn't the way it's meant to be read.
0: Oh yeah, I thought it. I thought that's what you sent me was like the the final edit.
1: It, no, it's the, it's the final edit, but the lines are. You know, because cantos don't always rhyme, so some of the things rhyme and some of them don't. And its I tried to mimic the style of Dante, but I also tried to, you know, use words like snot, and I had a rhyme with WrestleMania. Anyway, nobody wants to hear this. Maybe they do, but you're not going to hear any more of it because we're we're moving on. Um, Let's talk about some of the other ratings, and let's just talk about some of the, like, The show that might be suffering the most from all of this Mishigash, which is uh, craziness and Yiddish, um, is Impact, which did 38,000 this week. That's a record low. So I thought it was wrong. I waited a full two days before I even wrote it down because that had to be wrong. It was 116,000 the week before. Now it was reported at 120,000. It was adjusted down to 116. Who cares The 38,000 and there were no NCAA games on, on Tuesday or maybe there were, even if there were, it doesn't matter. It's, it's people who watch impact aren't leaving in droves because of sports. They're watching impact, but 38,000 is unbelievably low. And Kenny Omega was on the show. Tony Khan did one of his paid ads and I might be mistaken, but I don't think so. I think this weekend, is the impact pay-per-view where Kenny Omega is fighting Rich Swan, supposedly for, you know, with both titles on the line. So what can I tell you? Dark is also suffering. Dark did 226,000 this week, 344,000 the week before, which isn't terrible, but it's on the low end of their average. And two weeks ago, uh, around three weeks ago, 244,000. So Dark is definitely suffering from elevation. There's definitely wrestling fatigue going on. Now, elevation itself seems to be the beneficiary. The debut of elevation is now up to a million viewers, and that's over three weeks. But it's still pretty darn impressive. Two weeks ago, four twenty-five, and this week up to five seventeen. So, elevation seems to be getting big numbers, uh, but dark is the victim, and I guess MLW, and it may play into the. Monday night is wrestling night. You watch Elevation, you you go into Raw. It's sort of like Monday night football. Monday night is wrestling night. I guess. I don't know. I
0: think uh, it's still too early to tell.
1: It's true. Um, MLW, since we're on it, uh, this week's show, uh, when I checked, was at 25,000. About average. 61,000 a week ago. A little bit low. Two weeks ago, 86,000. So sort of climbing back up. SmackDown did 1.733. Low, that's down from about 1.9. SmackDown last week did 2.031, uh, uh, down a, a tad, uh, but the same in the demo. As we're recording this now, SmackDown just went off the air, a new one. So obviously, we don't have those numbers, but I wouldn't be surprised if – well, I wouldn't be surprised by anything since we're so close to WrestleMania. But again, I was not impressed by the show at all.
0: I think I think the number is going to go up. You don't have any basketball on tonight. The number's probably going to shoot back up, probably at two, maybe above two. Again, there was breaking news coverage, so that, that might hit it, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, some other quick sort of little news bits, because there's a bunch, and, you know, I don't know how much, how important this is to people. Ooh, who
0: you, before, uh, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, You caught one before, of those horses from the stables? I did. Yeah. Um,
0: before you move on, because you were mentioning MLW and I see you're going to continue on the MLW train Yeah. with the move off of Wednesday night for NXT. Right. And that just leaves MLW who usually uploads their stuff at around seven o'clock Eastern yeah. on Wednesdays. Do you think that move helps, you know, for people watching, you know, I think this wrestling fatigue or, overdosing on on too much wrestling content is a legitimate thing um so for someone that's interested in watching wrestling on a wednesday it might be an easier pill to swallow to watch and tune into an mlw which they're doing great stuff there with um selena de la renta's faction and um oh my god what's this guy the samoan kid
1: Jacob Fatu. Jacob
0: Fatu, Jacob Fatu, they're doing great stuff. Um, so you imagine, I when I catch it, when I like off and on, I'm not like religious about when's it. Like,
1: when's the last time you watched it?
0: Probably maybe about a week or two ago. I want to say.
1: Oh really? It's, okay. So so you're you're semi recent. Semi recent, yeah. I find MLW to be very hit or miss. I also find their their graphics and their camera work and the way the camera's always shaking it gives me a headache it's very it's like i feel like i'm gonna have a stroke when i watch it for too long like i literally have to pause it pretty often and it's only uh, it's less than a one hour show um i will say that on youtube sorry i i
0: when i'm watching it on youtube much like i watch a lot of different things on youtube I don't actively watch it like I'm always doing something. I have it playing in the background as I'm, let's say, watching dishes or, you know, babysitting my kids, even though my wife tells me that when I'm watching my own kids, it's not babysitting. She's no,
1: It's not babysitting. <laughs> They're yours.
0: So, so, you know, it's that sort of stuff. So I don't really pay attention to the camera shake, although I've heard that's that's uh, a lot of heavy criticism, especially from uh, Girl on Cinema.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's much. It's a little bit much. But, I mean, they have a lot of undersized wrestlers. They have a lot of botches also. But the one thing that, that they announced is that their partnership with Dragon Gate, which was put on hold, is back on. So for those of you who like Dragon Gate, I mean, all I know about Dragon Gate is that Pack was the champion for over a year and didn't want to lose a match. Um, beyond that, but that's back on again. And that they do seem to have some relationship with Triple A. Uh, and they do have a relationship with the iwa which is a puerto rican fed so um you know if you're interested in that it's cool but i mean they have a lot of stories going on but there's not a lot of continuity we heard a lot about azteca underground taking over and buying the the um, puerto rican promotion and Savio vega wasn't happy about it then he got buried by mil muertes and the jungles mm-hmm. we haven't heard much about that at all since and that was probably 6 weeks ago um you know you've got the 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 parks as champions and they stole hammerstone's open weight or neverweight championship whatever it's called um and we hear about it but we don't really see them that much i mean it's very heavy on controversies and injustice and the two guys from injustice are really small and now they have Calvin Tankman who's really big but he's i don't know i, I don't find him to be that impressive a big guy but he's big enough that when he's next to Fatu, Fatu doesn't look that big. And that was sort of his majesty, is that he looks so big in MLW. Mm-hmm. He looked like a monster. And now he just looks like a guy. Um, it's sort of like when you saw the guys from Lucha Underground, other places. Like when you saw the monster Matanza and you knew he was Jeff Cobb. And then you saw him in AEW and he's like 5'9 and basically yeah. on the side. Besides, you, you know, he was no longer a monster. Uh, and that's sort of what's happening there. So, you know, I know that I'm the size. It's not not everyone feels that way. Probably a lot of people don't feel that way. I don't know. We're spending a lot of time talking about MLW. I mean, check it out. It's interesting. But watching it every week can be a little tough. I mean, the, the Von Erics are sort of their marquee names. I've watched it now for probably 10 weeks in a row. I don't think I've actually seen them in a wrestling match itself at all. They've come in and they fought a couple times, got involved in matches, but in an actual match, I don't think I've seen them on TV at all um, in in an actual ring.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see Andrade land in MLW or in AAA.
1: He might, but his roots are CMLA. I'm CMLL, not CMLA. Yeah. 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 I don't know what he's going to do, but he didn't show up in Ring of Honor, which was, you know, sort of the speculation to be with his La Foxione and Gobernables stablemates in Ring of Honor for their 19th anniversary pay-per-view. So we'll see. Um not about on, on... Friday this week, he's, he's made the news pretty much every day saying, one, he walked away from a $3 million a year contract, which I don't think anyone believes he was making $3 million a year. Secondly, how it. insane do you need to be to walk away from a three million dollar? I mean, it's my dream for someone to pay me three million dollars a year and forget I, I'm even there for three months <laughs> and not penalize me for it. I mean, it's what but he also said that that he said that a lot of the women are jealous of Charlotte and they accuse her of being stiff. They also said that WWE said she, she was pregnant and she wasn't pregnant. I mean, they it, it's like every day he's got some other gripe coming out. Um, it's like, it's like, shut up already, man. It's like, I'm still trying to wrap my arms around the 3 million a year. There were not that many Andrade shirts sold. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. He's not selling the same amount of shirts as as Roman Reigns or even, you know, The Fiend or, you know, probably not even Braun Strowman. It's it's just not happening. It's, no, but if he was making 3 million and left, he's a crazy person.
0: I would imagine. I think he was probably embellishing the three million. Maybe the three million was the um, two million. (laughs) But but, but very well, possibly. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like the contract as it states, you know, if they draw a bunch and they, you know, meet all their numbers, yeah, he could have probably maxed out at three million. But does that mean he he main
1: evented every pay per view? Maybe he was (laughs) was thinking about pesos. Maybe it was three million pesos. I don't know. I think I think, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt.
0: But, you know, I guess the contract was worth a potential amount of up to three million dollars. That's what I understand. Um, And, you know, the guy was not thrilled being there, you know, hey, but the women are, are jealous of, 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 of Charlotte. Yeah, that's not fucking breaking news like. Well, but I, I can do, see I that. I
1: need to speak over this time because that's not how those contracts work. There, there, there's a downside guarantee, but there's not an upside guarantee. The contract couldn't be worth up to three million dollars. It's unlimited what it could be up to based on the royalties. So, it's just not the case. It's it's factually incorrect. I mean, it could be that he could make three million dollars. He got tons of royalties and was on every pay per view and got premier yeah. spaces and did a commercial, things like that. But it would never be up to $3 million. I mean, it could be up to $30 million as much as it could be up to $3 million.
0: Agreed, Jeff. But I mean, the guy's out there in the open market right now trying to negotiate a contract. What what do you think? He's going to be out there going, I left $300,000 on the table, guys. Like, no, of course, he's going to be putting as much polish on that turd as, as possible.
1: Fair point. But I think that every single person in the industry probably has a pretty good idea what every single person in the industry makes. I mean, there's no company that pays three million dollars a year to a wrestler other than WWE. Maybe AEW with everything included for their top, top, top people. And if they how much,
0: how much did they throw at Gallows and Anderson after they Gallows and Anderson
1: worked for Impact? I imagine they're on a per appearance. So
0: no, no, no. When they were threatening to leave the first time, and Vince uh, convinced them to stay. My it was Vince and AJ.
1: My understanding was the gallows and Anderson were were their 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 downside guarantee was nine hundred thousand each. Yeah, so I mean that's a lot, but that's not three million dollars. It's
0: a lot, it's not three million dollars. You're right, you're right. Anyways. I I, uh, listen. Can we agree that yeah, he was embellishing the three million? Absolutely.
1: Sure. Yeah, I I I just don't think that this constant every day in the news thing helps him one bit. I mean, I think he went from being a coveted free agent for whatever market there is. I'm not sure there's much of a market. To people going, hmm, I'm not so sure. He sounds a little bit off his rocker.
0: No, I don't pick up on that. I I will say that I feel like where he's going, there is a limit. Like for you to say, I'm, I was making 3 million and I walked away from that. That shuts the door from to like MLW or our uh, ring of honor because they're not going to drop heavy money to sign Andrade. So maybe he's negotiating with AAA, CMLL, they might have. You know, he's a draw in Mexico. He's a draw now that he's former WWE superstar Andrade Cien Almas.
1: All Um, of the stars in Mexico come to the United States because the stars in Mexico get like 500 bucks a month.
0: They do, but he can actually go back and draw and also work these other other shows. Um, What I don't see happening is if he does go to AAA, I've already seen speculation of like, oh my God, he's going to sign with AAA and then he's going to take the title from Kenny Omega. Do you really think in a rational world that former WWE superstar Andrade, who is sitting on the pine for the better part of a year and a half, is going to come off the pine and beat the AEW world champion first shot without some sort of funny business going on? Well, I, I doubt it.
1: He, I think if he signs with Triple A, why not? Well, doesn't Triple A want their champion to be there? So yeah, I don't see At, anything wrong okay. with it. I mean, he's a he's as good a choice as any. Um, so why not? So yeah, former WWE star beats Kenny Omega, you know, fine, why not? And then they all no, have Oh I don't I don't see AEW being down with that. Unless well, there's they, like
0: so, like AEW unless the triple A AAA AAA locker room Uh, gets unloaded, and they even take all the uh, cockfighting chickens out to just jump Kenny Omega, and then all of them beat Kenny Omega.
1: Triple A doesn't get a say. I mean, AEW doesn't get a say in how Triple A books its title matches.
0: I don't know about that. I don't. I uh, the way that the Triple A titles have been treated by AEW on AEW television show me that Triple A doesn't have any fucking say on how. their own titles get booked on their show so like
1: there hasn't been any wrestling in mexico i mean they what do they care I, I i'm just saying to you that that is if andrade went to AAA, and if they wanted to move the title off of kenny omega who spends very little time in mexico and had a home based champion who just happens also to be mexican and is a mexican legend and just came from the major leagues why not? That, that, that's about as good a move as any. I mean, they get attention. Um, Kenny Omega isn't a draw in the United States. We've shown that repeatedly. I mean, Shaq is a bigger draw on a wrestling show than he is. Sting is a bigger draw on a wrestling show than he is. Um, <laughs> so I have a, I have a, but it's funny we're talking about AAA because I actually had a Q-A-Con conspiracy and it involved AAA. So Ooh, we may okay. as well go into it now since we're spending a lot of time talking about promotions that we don't really cover or or watch that much. But I have heard that AAA is in a bunch of legal and financial troubles, um, which, of course, impeaches the story about them, you know, giving a lot of money to Andrade. But forget about that for the moment. What I have read is that apparently they signed away all their non-Mexican royalties. So all the money that people like Penta and Phoenix and Omega and and all these people who sort of became famous in AAA but they're – selling stuff in the United States, I guess it was sort of the deal to, you know, they thought they'd get exposure by their big stars going to the United States, and they thought it would spill over onto their product, which maybe it has, maybe it has, I truly don't know. But whatever it is, they're in legal and financial troubles, there's lawsuits abound, and uh, they don't have that income flow anymore. So the rumor is that WWE was going to start an NXT Lucha in Mexico City. And I don't think that's a rumor. I think that that's been reported. They're going to do it. It's not a, it's not an if, it's a when. So, but the rumor part is that WWE, instead of starting NXT, NXT Lucha, may buy AAA, buy them for their debt and get them out of their woe. And then through some strange roundabout way, Kenny Omega would be a WWE champion. So there's a Q-A-Con conspiracy. Wow, look at that. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. We might now, see all it. the first parts are true. I've, I've read all these reports. Whether it's true that they're really in legal and financial troubles, I don't. It's true that I read reports about it. Now, these are dirt sheet reports, but, you know, the Kenny Omega stuff I, was my own.
0: I'd love it if they'd recreate the whole Monday Nitro takeover of uh, – WCW?
1: Except in Spanish?
0: Except in Spanish. And then you have Shane there and be like, Estoy aquí, in really bad, <laughs> fucked up
1: Spanish. And be like,
0: estoy aquí en Guadalajara.
1: <laughs> the, does he sweat in Spanish, too?
0: Yes, absolutely. All of it. Ay, uh, you know, Dios, Dios mío, he... ¿qué está haciendo Shane McMahon aquí en triple, triple A? Ay, He'd
1: Dios be hamming me... it up with a, with a margarita or a bottle of tequila. He Put on the Brock Lesnar sombrero.
0: He'd be talking to one of those guys and be like, "Hey, Blue Demon Uh, Junior, Mister Shane, me llamó Blue Demon. Yeah, whatever. You know, I know the Lucha House Party. Uh, See, well, no, (laughs) no, Shane would call him
1: Blue Meanie Junior.
0: Yeah, hey, Blue Meanie Junior, my name is Blue
1: Demon. Yeah, whatever." that would be wonderful. That that would be great. I, it it's, would be a much better use of what they're doing with Shane right now. And by the way, yes, I remember myself from last week saying that this whole thing with Braun has been so terrible that I'm actually on Shane's side. The whole thing is, was so terrible this week. I'm now back in neutral. I just don't care what happens to either one of them. Uh, I only know that I'm not on Jackson Riker or Elias' side because, I mean, those two, those two guys, what they should do is stand on a bookcase and just hold books up. That's it.
0: I will give you a lot of credit because you saw way ahead. You called it weeks ago that what they were building to was the storyline of Shane being a bully and even a big guy like Braun gets bullied. And here we are like, that's what they're pitching,
1: right? Yeah. But I also said that Shane, well, I said, I hope, and I still hope, but it's not going to happen. Obviously in a week that Shane was going to bring in a champion. It was going to be a big guy like Daba or whatever that's been training and then, you know, sort of be giant versus giant, which I suppose is not impossible, but it gets less and less Mm -hmm. possible. And let's face it, we haven't seen Daba in months, so who knows if he can wrestle at all, you know, and and Braun, yeah, Braun's fine as a wrestler for what he's supposed to do and what he is. The choo-choo sounds are ridiculous and obnoxious, but that's not his fault. Um, But... You know, I, I'm just saying that I don't know if the two of them together would be okay or if it would be sort of like the Great Kali versus, I don't know, like Kaz XL. It's,
0: it's all not going to matter as long as the the takeaway is Shane taking a 30-foot dive off of that pirate ship. That's all people are going to be talking about. That, yeah. Fuck the build. Fuck the match. If Shane takes a jump off that pirate ship, that's everything everybody's going to be talking about.
1: Okay. Question for you. Does Shane come in his baseball jersey and his fancy sneakers, or does he come all Paul Burchell in a pirate outfit and come, you know, swings in off the pirate ship on a rope with a like a scimitar, like a curved sword in his hand, or like a, 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 what are those, a rapier? No, that's a fencing. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I, I don't know, but like, you know what I mean, like a, like a curved I- pirate sword.
0: The answer is both. He comes in with the jersey, the Air Jordans, uh, the sweats, and um, a pirate hat.
1: No, well, that's that's probably what's going to happen. What I want to happen now, because you said both, and I like that idea. What I think happens is he comes swinging in in the pirate suit, rips it off, and he's in his jerseys and his Air Jordans <laughs> and his sweats. He does his his little dance, that, you know, where he swings his arm around, and
0: he'll also it. have an eye patch.
1: Oh yeah, that—that—that that, that is for sure. It's really bothering me that I can't remember what the the name of the sword is with an R, and all I keep thinking is rapier. And now, now I'm, th- I'm going to lose sleep over this for days. So, <laughs> thanks a lot, Steve. Even though it's my
0: fault. Do you think? Do you think as the bully he comes in with like glasses, and he's like, "You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses,
1: would you?" <laughs> with tape around the. Yes. I mean, you keep, you keep saying things that I hope happen. No, I mean, it's insane. He's going to come in all sweaty and red and saying stupid things. Uh, I just want to see if his hair continues to match his shirt. <laughs> all righty. What
0: else do we got on uh, the, the news roundabout?
1: So the, A lot of stuff. Well, I mean, we should talk about the Riddle forgot his lines in the middle of Raw, which was probably the best part of Raw. Um, oh, my God. It was so cringe that, like, it
0: was getting to be borderline racist. Like, he's all like, Hey, Oscar. Do people in Japan like scooters? Like, I was like, please, no. Oh my god, you sound like my dad. Shut up.
1: See, the thing is, I thought that he was going in that direction, but I don't understand what's racist about scooter and Japan necessarily. So I thought, like, maybe he caught himself that he. I I don't know what I thought happened, but yeah, I I, I was getting I was afraid of the racist thing too, but. I'm not sure why I don't know what scooter in Japan, you know, what, what the tie-in is to each other. I But the, the,
0: the assumption is why wouldn't anybody like a scooter? Like, what does it matter if you're Japanese Indian? Like there are people, I'm sure there's people of all ethnicities and backgrounds that like scooters. Like, why did he have to call that out? Just because what, she's Japanese?
1: Well, yeah, I get well because he's a doofus, and he's really embracing the doofus. But I, I mean, hopefully we'll never know what he was planning to say because I think the mystery is more interesting. It's like never seeing what was glowing in the in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Um, but yeah, that that was really weird and really funny. And unfortunately, it was like one of the best things in the news. I mean, raw just. <laughs> I don't know what what was going on with Raw, but it it was was terrible.
0: Let's talk about the biggest thing that happened on Raw that everybody seems to be upset about, and that's the Hurt Business breaking up. What are your thoughts on that?
1: You know what my thoughts are, because I've been talking about this since the very beginning. I just figured it would be a Shelton Cedric schism instead of this, but I hate it. I I hate every part of it. And the only thing that could have saved it is if they identified Shelton as the weak link and then Keith Lee came out and, and, you know, replaced him and they all beat up Shelton. I, I would have been down with that. But no, I, I you know, because I don't mind a faction changing. The horsemen changed all the time. So, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with kicking someone out of a faction and replacing them. Um, and, you know, I know everyone's saying, say, oh, you're picking Keith Lee because he's black. Well, one, yes. But two, also because he's been missing a while, I'd like to see him back on TV again because I like Keith Lee. Um but yeah, the, the hurt business has a certain brand to it, and and he would fit into that brand. But uh, I hate it, I, and I've been afraid of this, and it's one of the few good things that they've been doing. They're selling merch, and I know that they were sort of saying, "Oh, we didn't fire them. We're just we're just uh, you know punishing them for you know bad behavior or whatever." But when you have a match with Shelton and beat him, that sort of breaking it up. The and what's worse is my fear is that. Shelton and Cedric somehow cost Bobby Lashley the title, which sucks, except that it builds up a rematch, but he should be able to get a rematch anyway because, you know, WWE has rematch clauses and you can get a title match just if you, you know, say a bad word to the, the champion or you attack them from behind. So it shouldn't even be necessary. But, you know, I'm well on the record. Well, the show is on the record. Our founding principal is, is pro-Smashley. So, of course, we want him to retain it at WrestleMania. Everyone's like, "Well, Drew needs to get his WrestleMania moment." So does Lashley. So, yeah, screw you all. But I hate it. I I hated it from the beginning when I was afraid it was going to happen. I've hated it all along as they've teased Ascension. Um, I hate that the Hurt Business lost their championships to the New Day that don't need it. Sure, I'm sort of curious about AJ and Oma. So that you know that that's okay. But it it it's like taking. Tylenol for a broken bone it, it it's easing the pain but it still hurts yeah I'm not happy about it at all I'm pissed off about it ah!
0: oh my god please don't flip that table yeah um Roar. I, I I will say that uh it I didn't watch it live but I heard about it and then I watched it back and you know it I can see why a lot of people are upset. I just want to see what it's leading up to. Is there a payoff? Is it that they're faking out everybody and then, you know, Shelton and Cedric help Lashley beat Drew at WrestleMania and retain? If that's the case, then, hey, kudos. Mission accomplished. You just swerve the entire WWE universe, piss them off for two weeks, for an epic payoff at WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, the counter argument is going to be well, Lashley is big and strong. He should be able to beat Drew McIntyre by himself, but he's a heel. So heels are going to do heelish things. It's, you know, in the name, look, the guy's fucking begging the whole locker room. And that's the other point as to why I'm okay with it. You can't tell the story of, hey, I need. I need needed some hired goons. We said this on the podcast last week. What's the point of you having hired goons if you've got Cedric and Shelton there? Like, what do you have them doing if they're not part of the hired goon squad? Well, Vince said, well, I can't tell this story. I can't have Corbin in here. I can't throw in some extra surprise names in here if I've got Shelton and Cedric fucking around. The other thing that I found interesting about this was who's... who's Shelton cool with like who did Shelton tag team and come up with early on
1: Charlie Haas Brock
0: Lesnar there it is Brock Lesnar like what 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 stops them from booking that after WrestleMania to say you know what Lashley's pissed off Shelton's pissed off they keep fighting Lashley squashes him squashes him squashes him Brock's had enough. You want to push somebody around? Push me around. And then they give you this for a couple months.
1: That's not bad. Um, it's not the Brock Lesnar story I would want. I mean, partly because, you know, that Shelton's still going to be the one that eats every pin. So it's it sort sure. of insane. And I prefer the the Brock with Paul um, Heyman's allegiances uh, being questioned, you know, not being clear. Um, but, yeah, that would be okay. That would be good. But, again... As I said earlier, you're playing chess, and I joked that I was playing checkers. WWE isn't even playing checkers; they're they're playing like go fish. So, I think or war. They're playing like a kids' game that um, doesn't require any strategy. I mean, literally, they're playing like dice, you know, or jacks, something like that. So, I don't see them doing it. So, if they do that, kudos. Uh, that'd be a nice surprise. Any of those things would be creative. The Hurt Business is still together. It was the secret swerve. Um, This is to bring in Brock to team with Shelton and, and, you know, form battle lines. I mean, I don't know why Cedric would go back to Bobby. He got kicked out too. He just ran away. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening, but it'd be cool. I, I do see Brock coming back, but I've predicted it so many times. It's like, I've only predicted Jimmy Uso more than I predicted Brock, so. <laughs> and I just don't think they're that creative. I think that they think Brock coming back by himself and his music is enough. They don't need a story. They just bring him there and he stares and says, I want my title back, you know. That's a, that's, that's a WWE story. And yeah. when I say it and when I hear it, that rings true. And when you say what you say, it reminds me of me when I do my fantasy booking. I'm like, God, I hope this happens, but no, it's not gonna. Of course it's not gonna happen. I'm still I know yeah. I'm putting it out on the air because I think I'm so clever, but it's not gonna happen it's, WWE doesn't do it. I will say this about AEW. At least sometimes they deliver on clever booking. They they do have some clever stories. They at least try. Um, mm-hmm. maybe too hard, you know, maybe too chaotic, but they at least try. I don't know, man. I, I don't see it happening, but you know, when you're our generation and you're still watching wrestling. There has to be something eternally optimistic about you. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you this too. I I also would not be surprised if this happens. Like Vince, I I feel, has early onset dementia. And from week to week, he forgets what he books. I would also not be surprised if as early as this Monday or even as – soon as the Monday after WrestleMania, he just forms them back together with absolutely zero explanation. <laughs> He's just going to see them in the back altogether again. And, you know, MVP trying to save face is going to be like, Hey, I got the band back together. And that's, that's the only line that we're going to get as reference is, Hey, I got the band back together.
1: Well, I mean, I compare MVP to Eddie Kingston quite a bit is, is that, MVP would cut some sort of promo to try to make it make sense. Now, I don't think that Vince has early onset dementia. First of all, he's 75, so it's not early ache anyway. It's it's entirely age <laughs> appropriate. But the other thing what's more likely is that, you know, the, the quarter just ended and he's finally looking at some of the numbers and he's finally realizing the Hurt Business was, like, number two in merchandise behind Roman Reigns. They're like, the Hurt Business sells a lot of merchandise. Good they're terrific and it's like boss we you, you broke them up last week. I didn't know such thing. Nope, you're right. You didn't. You absolutely did not. Thank you, boss, Our business. <laughs> is again. Scrap scrap the Cedric versus Lashley match. Uh yeah, you guys you guys are are going to make up uh MVP you can you can square the circle. I'll try, man. I'll try. Just, <laughs> That's why you're so, the
0: big bucks MVP.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that, that that's more realistic. He's looking at end of quarter numbers and he sees, you know, that their merch sales are, you know, in in the top five or in the top two or whatever. But whatever gets us there, great. I I don't know. I I just I just feel like we're a little bit like you know, we're like the 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 people on the Titanic. You know, rearranging furniture and saying, yeah, that looks pretty <laughs> over there.
0: <laughs> that's a really
1: nice view over there. You can really see all the icebergs there. Oh, yeah, I can see. Are those sharks? Yeah.
0: No, it's orcas. Wow. Shouldn't we be on a lifeboat?
1: No, nah, we're good. <laughs> Are those people there eating? No, no. No, it's seals. See, that's why sailors thought they were mermaids. You you see things funny in the northern <laughs> history, the aurora borealis and you know the glow of the light. It's it's playing tricks on your eyes. Don't don't worry about any of that. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit like that right now. It's it's you know, the most realistic thing is is the one that that I say with the with the merchandise. But the more realistic thing is they're just going to keep doing something bad and stupid. With one yeah, of the-
0: I, it's going to be one of the. We threw so many things up at the at the board. I want to f- say one of them is going to hit.
1: Watch. Yeah. No matter no matter something's going to be right.
0: Another thing from WWE that I do want to point out, I, th- I want to give ourselves a pat on the back. I was sure. listening to Busted Open this morning and Dave LaGreca is uh, the host of Busted Open and he had Mark Henry as his co-host and they were talking about WrestleMania and who should headline and Mark Henry being real cool with Sasha Banks was making his case about why Sasha and Bianca should headline night one or night two, but mostly night one. And Dave pitches him our idea. What we've been talking about is, well, why not have them open? You're going to have a hot crowd the first time. Practically the same thing we've been saying for the last two weeks, right? Is why not throw that out there first because everybody's going to be hungry. You can say that. Not me. But uh, us together as a family, together as a show, oh. we've been saying it. As well, Hammerlock Hangover. I can say that they're going to
1: main event. They're, they're going to. <laughs> they're going to Shut stuff. up. I'm trying to sell something. Well, you you, to can, put a, you can be right. You're allowed to be right. And I'm allowed to be, you know. Wrong.
0: I hear you. So as I was like listening to this show, I was like, holy shit. Like, look at that. They're actually picking up. Uh, You know what we're trying to put down and Mark Henry reacts to it. And he's like, you know what, Dave, like, that's a brilliant idea. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, that would make a tremendous amount of sense. So like to hear a hall of fame, WWE superstar, like Mark Henry say, you know, that fantasy booking actually makes business sense to have them start hot what he did say was and again being the fact that he knows sasha banks he alluded to the fact that there's a lot of drive within sasha that wants the moniker i headlined wrestlemania i main evented but i can also counter that with there's not many people that can say we tore down the house first match when WrestleMania came back in front of people. And that's everything that people talked about the weekend.
1: That seems like the weakest brag I've ever heard. And that's not all people will be talking about the weekend, especially with a two night WrestleMania. I don't, it, they're not capable of doing something so spectacular. That's all they're going to talk about. The first match of two nights will be largely forgotten. I, I'm sorry. No, no, and and I said all along the WWE cannot resist the history of two African American women battling for the women's championship in a main event of wrestling uh, WrestleMania, and nor should they resist the history because who cares? The the, the tickets are going to be sold out. No one's buying pay-per-views. It, it it doesn't matter. It's all on Peacock. So why not get it? And I think that it was confirmed by WWE Germany or something that they are in fact in a headline. I don't know, but that the, I mean it just seems like. It just seems like the when I say it, it feels like a WWE move, but I don't really mind it because, I, I, you know, I don't really care who headlines because it doesn't matter. The card itself is the draw. Um, but it's good that Mark Henry thought that, but that's putting a lot of stock in people tearing something down just because you think they're going to. I mean, if you want people to tear it down, you could put MSK against Lucha House Party. That's not the WWE. The WWE audience doesn't care about the people tearing it down. That That's very, like, people thinking that the Monday Night Wars were about the, the like, psychosis and Juventud Guerrero opening up Nitro and everyone being excited about that. I was a Nitro guy. I was never excited about that. I'm like, <laughs> get, get these guys off my TV. I want to see Hall and Nash. I want to see the Steiners. I want to see, you know, uh, give me the good stuff. Um, so... That was the good stuff. No, it wasn't, and nobody so was. felt that way then. I don't know who these people. I mean, the only people talking about that are like thirty-five. They were they were twelve at the time. It, it's <laughs> oh, no, that that's you know maybe twelve-year-olds like like that. But everybody I knew was talking about. Nobody I knew talked about the cruiserweights or anything like that. I mean, when. TNA came up with the X Division. Yes, then people started talking about that. I mean, that that is nah. true. That, that's sort of when there became a schism in, in wrestling. You got sort of like the I hate the big corporate stuff. I like the Ring of Honor and the and the cruiserweight style. I like the fast, the stunt dancing stuff. I and mean, that was Nah. Big.
0: We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get deep down the rabbit hole if we continue this. But I'd like to continue this conversation, but for another episode.
1: All right, another time. That's
0: fine. Because I, 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 can say that, like, you know, Jericho was part of that cruiserweight division. Ray, uh, Benoit, like all those guys that ended up leaving because they, really they couldn't were, get past hour
1: one. The radicals really weren't part of the cruiser. I mean, they were in it, but they were in both. Both. They camps. weren't part of that hour one. Like they couldn't crack hour, hour two and three
0: because they was dominated time-
1: by the N.W. N.W.O. The only time the cruiserweights got interesting is when Eddie led the L- LWO and there were like 30 of them killing everyone. And he convinced Ray to join the LWO and go heel. That was the only time that that was interesting at all. And La Parca with his
0: electric chair.
1: Yeah. Guitar. Well, um, no, I mean, I was pretty happy when some of those guys left wcw to go to wwe i, I missed saturn because i liked saturn and i and i wanted ben Well to stay where it was i didn't care about uh then eddie guerrero pre giant steroids eddie guerrero when everyone all of a sudden decided to love him and what's the other guy's name malenko never cared about him dean malenko
0: man of a thousand holds
1: yeah yeah but i mean the flock was more interesting no, they weren't. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> We're
0: not talking about this right now, <laughs> The okay. Flock?
1: Floppy. I don't give
0: a shit about Raven. Bobby. It
1: truly really did. What about me? What about um, Raven? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: You're that crazy. was an ECW. That was in, not, not in WCW.
1: It was absolutely in WCW. Ay,
0: Dios mio. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a... <laughs> Let's this is the, let's segue into April Fools since we're we're this is kind of like sure re- relevant.
1: Okay, well, if you want to know about April Fools and and to finish our WWE conversation and to prove that they're booking just like regular WWE does, the Andre Battle Royal competitors were listed and it's a roll call of all the jobbers and then a couple people who are half of a step above jobber, and we well me. I erroneously re-reported, but I report, I take responsibility because I didn't check it myself, that Tucker was released. Tucker apparently is not released because he's in the Battle Royal. I'm not going to say who reported him as released, but it's a prominent podcaster, but I didn't do my own individual homework, so bad on me. Anyway, he's in there. Listen, I told you he wasn't released. He's been on
0: NXT this entire time. What are you talking about? He's flourishing. He's amazing.
1: Stop making fun of my man, Cameron Grimes. He is powered back into the moon, even though nobody watches him. And he's, a, he's so good, he made that stupid Roderick. We quit. He cried and quit. woo uh,
0: I love your new gimmick, Tucker. Keep it up. <laughs> I'm not Tucker,
1: damn it! I'm not Tucker! I'm going to get me a publicist. I'm going to get me a publicist and prove that I'm not Tucker. <laughs> So did you hear that Drew Yari challenged my Cameron Grimes impersonation? And he says that his is better. And I said, well, let's talk to the promoter and get it set up. And he's like, who's your promoter, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, no, I actually was thinking about Mish. uh, But Mish didn't seem too interested in hosting it. And, And then he's like, why don't you tweet Cameron Grimes about it? I'm like, okay, I will. So I did and, you know. Predictably, no response. So Crickets. I don't know. I don't know if this battle is ever going to happen. But Drew Yari, if you're listening, my impersonation's better than yours.
0: I haven't heard Drew's, so
1: I, I, have I
0: you're
1: you're over. Good. You win. Okay. Yeah, no, I've heard Drew's. So I'm, mine is better for sure. So <laughs> in this battle royal, I'm not going to name all the people, but you have like people like Murphy, Nakamura, Tucker. You know, it's it's the two guys remaining of Lucha House that are still around. It's it's. It's Jabroni Rowe, it, it's Tazawa. it's Drew Gulak, it's every, you know, Carrillo, I think is in it, all the people who were chasing for the 24-7 belt and then some others, though somehow Bo Dallas and Mo, Mojo Rawley still aren't in it. Now, they may be because I think there'll be 30 before all is said and done, so maybe there'll be eight surprises because 22 is a really weird number to stop at. Who knows? Now you know they gotta
0: throw in like some legends or
1: uh Well they might. Yeah, it's some... not the Royal Rumble, but I you know, here I go again. But this seems like a good place to put in like a dabakato to win it and look strong, or if he's ready, Parker Boudreaux, or if he's ready the 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 Steiner kid. Um, you know, I don't know if any of them are even near ready for this kind of thing. Uh probably not. Or if you wanted to do something with, I I, don't, I mean, I don't see Vince being a Walter guy, but if you wanted to be, this would be someplace where you could put a Walter or a Cross in there, though I think Cross is going to have the NXT title. So I don't think they're going to have him winning the Andre Battle Royal. I don't I,
0: abs- I absolutely love your line of thinking. I'm going to make one tweak that would be Vince esque. I absolutely agree that I think this is a perfect time to put Nia Jax into this and have her win the whole thing
1: you know, that that would at least be somewhat different. Um, But but this also goes to this whole idea of a hot start because the hot start is to get the crowd fired up and the crowd's going to see the pre-show matches. So no matter how hot Sasha and Bianca might be if they were the opening match or whatever the opening match with the main card is, it's not going to be the first match that the crowd sees either night. There's going to be at least one or two pre-show matches both nights. So they're already going to have seen matches. The crowd, you know, there's not like a judge there, like in jury, where you get your instructions. You say, ignore that you ever heard that. There's not going to be the men in black, erase your pen. I I don't think, I mean, the hot crowd would be for the audience. And how do you gauge that?
0: No, there's a, I will say that being in the audience and knowing that on the pre-show you have, let's say, I don't know, Drew, uh, Dean Ambrose and... Baron Corbin, and that bore the shit out of me, and I fell asleep, but then, like, when you hear that the show's about to start, you get that video package, you get the, uh, you know, Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful, like, you start getting ramped up, like, it's like, you know, when you know Metallica's going to finish up strong or come back out for that encore, like, you start getting revved up, and then you, you're you just really hot off that, that high of the entrance, and, like, wrestlemania is underway so like there is something to be said about that so i hear what you're saying but you can't take away like once wrestlemania gets started officially at seven that's a different it's a it's a different ball game than the pre-show
1: fair enough i you know i, I can't say that you're wrong you can't say that you're right i mean it, it, a lot of it depends on the crowd and whatever the case is in reality there's only going to be a 25 percent to 33 percent capacity out. So I'm not sure that, I mean, I'm sure the energy will be refreshing to us and to themselves. I'm just not sure it's the same thing as when 65 or 80,000 people sort of go bananas. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll all find out together on Peacock. Um, there's some other WWE news, um, increasing their streams of income from other places. They're now partners with DraftKings. So I guess you can play fantasy wrestling for money now. Um, and in sort of strange news, unexpected. Chris Jericho is appearing on the Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin on the WWE Network. So I guess the Forbidden Door has been kicked down uh, again in the reverse way. Um, And I guess that really just shows you, one, that Tony Khan is okay with anything, and, B, that there really never was a war and Chris Jericho might be keeping his options open, as he should
0: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, I mean, you know, I think Jericho and Moxley will end up coming back to WWE at some point. It, it's sure. it's it, it's not a question of uh, if, it's a question of when.
1: I agree. A couple of little uh, WWE news since we're on WWE. Might as well just kick them out of the way. Um, Hall of Fame confirmed inductees, RVD. We reported that a few weeks ago that he sort of backed off it, but it's been confirmed. I never really thought it wasn't. William Shatner is the 2020 celebrity entrant, so there's speculation as to who the 2021 celebrity entrant will be. Uh, I heard some podcasts talking about uh, people who have been deceased who are certainly deserving of it. I just don't think that's how WWE plays. I think that Mm -hmm. they want someone that's alive to get press now, to get the coverage, to get the interviews, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. We'll see. I don't really know who it is. Some people were talking about... uh, uh, Cindy Lauper, that makes some sense. Floyd Mayweather makes- is someone that I thought of. That you know. Still yeah, is- that makes
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Somebody Charlie- a lot hipper than than William Shatner. Like William Shatner is like old for our generation.
1: It's true. Uh, well, yeah, that that hurts, but it's true. Um, Charlie Caruso out with WWE. Her real last name is Arnold or Arno. She's going to start with ESPN full-time, so that's certainly bigger and better. I, I think all the, Good other for her. Nonsense, yeah. all the other nonsense was was just nonsense. She wasn't fired for being late to interviews and stuff like that. It's just, I mean, she got a better job and whatever, and then the rumor mill took over, as it often does. Um, last thing is that it's either announced or widely speculated that Titus O'Neil is going to get an award, and people are just jumping the gun and saying that it's the Warrior Award. I happen not to think so. I think that the Warrior Award, they treat a little bit like the celebrity where they want something a little bit more mainstream to get some more press. I think they'll give Titus, like, they'll make up an award, like the Ambassador Award or the Goodwill Awards, something like that for him. And then if, if I'm right and there's another Warrior Award vacancy, I know everyone, the IWC wants it to be Shad Gaspard. So do I. I'm just letting everyone know don't be too disappointed if it's not that's just not what they do that will not get them the purpose of the award has morphed almost immediately from what the warrior wanted to something to get them attention a sick kid uh you know Mm -hmm. a Joan London something that's going to get them media attention outside of the wrestling world so just don't be surprised um it's not a slight on chad gaspard for everyone who says that the hall of fame doesn't matter that it's dumb you have people like ray Kali getting in remember that it is dumb it doesn't matter it's not real so um you know if it if it's if it doesn't mean much to get and it shouldn't mean much to not get the warrior award for a fake hall of fame that doesn't even yet have a building yeah chad at some point will get some recognition uh probably too late Probably too little, but he will get that recognition. But his best recognition is the fans love him. His family loves him. He's well thought of. He's well regarded. He he had a life well lived, and that's, that's more important than a dopey award from WWE. Yep. Agreed. Uh, last little piece of news for the WWE is that Taya Valkyrie will be debuting on NXT April 13th. I was a doggy that they were teasing. Yes, about. it was.
0: I saw some places saying that that dog was the most over thing on NXT on Wednesday. I happen to agree.
1: Yeah, NXT was not a great show either. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was it wasn't great. It was just sort of business as usual, which is what they've been doing. Uh I must yeah. preferred AEW this week to NXT. I don't know what you want to do if you just want to jump through some other news cuz there's a lot of little stuff or if you want to talk about the actual wrestling shows, and then... No,
0: I want to just... I mean, we're already an hour and a half in, so let's talk about NXT predictions, and then any remaining news, let's wrap up after that, and then, um, you know... Let's do it. Hit hit the hay, hit the road. Surely. So, uh, this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, we've got uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. This is a two-night event leading up to what is... Uh, a big build of wrestling all this week for uh, leading up to WrestleMania next Sunday uh, night one. This is the card. Well, let's just go through it and then we'll kind of throw out our thoughts on, I guess the build last week. We were pretty critical about the build or the lack thereof and who you think will win this match. So night one, let's start with uh, Pete Dunn versus Kushida. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Pete Dunn.
0: Yeah, Pete Dunn should get this win. I don't expect this to be like, I don't know, I not all that. that in, I mean, on paper, it seems like a good match, and I'm sure they'll have one. But, I mean, they've already got five matches booked for night one, and I already see other matches on the card that should take more time. So it should be relatively quick. I, just, um, I, think, I think this
1: match is going to go close to 20 minutes. I think they want to keep Kushida looking strong. This is going to be a technical match. It's going to be sort of like you're – it's going to be a harder-hitting Christian Kazarian. It's going to be a 15-, 20-minute match. But really? Pete is someone that they are building around. Kushida sort of had his moment and they did nothing with it. I, I don't think that they're going to.
0: Okay. All right. The next match I've got here is MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets versus Legado del Fantasma that is for the tag team titles. Um what are your thoughts on this?
1: I am truly afraid that they think in their minds that it's time to put it on the Grizzled Young Veterans that they enough about being the bridesmaids. They probably should put it on MSK because they are exciting and young and they're you know sort of more interesting um i'm gonna go with msk uh the legato whatever it is they they botch things up for the grizzled young veterans and the grizzled young veterans then do heel chasing
0: Hmm. yeah i just i don't think that they're that interesting a heels. so i think that's why it makes sense to me that msk wins this match um it's just nothing is that compelling about grizzled young vets um and i prefer the opposite msk being the champions and then legato um chasing them wait stinko that's not accurate um number 3 <laughs> this is this is uh uh I, I don't even understand this match we've got a six way between uh, Leon Ruff, Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, LA Knight, and
1: Cameron Grimes. But it's not a six way; it's a gauntlet match. I
0: just, I just served you up. You're supposed to like
1: really ang- yeah. Okay, let's try Ooh. that again. So, um...
0: This is my chance to get some gold.
1: <laughs> no, Cameron, you got to win. Night two, two. Night. Now, this is a gauntlet match. The Battle Royal, they had the Battle Royal this past week, and the final six entrants made it into the gauntlet match, and then in the order that they got eliminated would be the reverse. So uh, the the sixth person to be eliminated was Leon Ruff, so he's going to come in first, and Swerve was eliminated next, so he'll come in second, so in essence it's the same thing. Um, but it's a gauntlet match. Then you have Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and then L.A. Knight and whoever wins the gauntlet on night 2 will challenge johnny gargano for the north american championship. So I guess you're asking who do I think is going to win this match. Yeah. Can I uh, ask you to predict first?
0: I I hate to say this. I mean, I think uh, to me the guy that's got the most head of steam leading into this. See, I don't know. I I'm torn between Grimes and Loomis, Loomis because he's already got the story built in against Gargano. Grimes because he's over. But then he, he doesn't need. I think he is. I think he's he over is. with
1: us. I don't. I don't. I mean, the <laughs> quarterly ratings would say that he's not over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's because they don't know how much money in Bitcoin he's won thus far. But I. I want to say that he's on his. Like, who really needs the. I guess I'll break it down this way. Who really needs the belt to get over? Loomis, I think, at this point, needs the belt more than Grimes does. Grimes is already doing it with his character and his comedy. So, Loomis is winning this match.
1: See, that's the funny thing. I agree with you. I think Loomis is winning this match, but I think he's got the built-in story with Gargano and theory as well. And, you know, theory, you know, and then with the way is they're breaking down. Um, I think Loomis is the kind of character that never really needs a belt. He just needs to keep being creepy, and he can be face or heel. Um, I don't think LA Knight's going to win because I think it's too obvious. I think him and Reed are going to continue their feud. So, yeah, I think it's Loomis. I mean, I know it's not going to be rough or swerve. I mean, that, that much I know.
0: Yeah. All right, before we get into who we think is going to win out of uh, Loomis and Gargano, we'll get to that on night two. We've got match four, Walter versus Chiampa. This is for the NXT UK title. Um, I see this match being just a strong style, stiff as fuck match, and... I want to say that if the tag team match is probably what people are going to be talking about as far as wrestling wrestling match-wise, like technical wrestling, people are going to be talking about this is the match where they beat the living shit out of each other.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're right about that. I have zero feel for this match. I mean, whenever I think that Ciampa's going to win, he loses. Whenever I think that they put Thatcher with him so that they're a strong team, like sort of a, a oddly connected yeah. mismatch, they lose. So I don't know what's going on, and they keep talking about Walters' 720-day reign. So I mean, you know, that's going to come to an end at some point. But of course, you know, 360 of those days nobody was wrestling. Um, <laughs> I think that Walter hangs on. He does have Imperium behind him. I think that Thatcher maybe rejoins Imperium and, and you know, costs Champa uh, the belt. Whatever it is, I think Walter retains.
0: Agreed. I think Walter retains. I don't see chiampa needing the UK title. And if he does, for what?
1: Exactly. I also don't see him... I mean, he wanted to stay in NXT because he didn't want to travel. I don't see him schlepping back and forth overseas to defend this in you know York and you know Bedminster or Lundain, yeah, football, wherever they have wrestling shows in south of Hadrian's well.
0: Agreed. Um, all right, match number five. This should be the main event of the night. We've got Io Shirai, the women's champion, against Raquel
1: Gonzalez. Jeff, Raquel's winning, right? She she has to win. I mean, EO, I like Io. I think she's great. I think she's one of the best talents out there. But I think her time in NXT is done. She could add a little spice to the main roster. Women who could use, you know, someone who's faster and quicker and add a little excitement there. But yeah, Raquel, they've been building her as a monster. It, it's time. They, they broke her from D- Dakota. Not completely, but... Essentially, yeah, it, it it's time. It's it's time to give Sheezel the, the title.
0: Sheezel, um, you've got a story built in between her after she takes the title, and again, EO doesn't need to be part of that story. It's Dakota versus Raquel. The story mm-hmm. tells itself. It's good. Yep. In talking about EO, do you think she's main roster bound? Yes. Raw or SmackDown?
1: That's a really good question. Um, We just saw
0: Rhea Rhea on Raw.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Raw. Uh, And I know it's counterintuitive, but Raw is three hours long, and I do not think that they can resist teaming her with Asuka. Hmm.
0: I, I will say this. This is the one thing that I will criticize Shirai. I've always thought that she's, she's not interesting as a character to me. Like, she's she's just brings nothing to the table. I am zero. I've got zero interest in Io Shirai.
1: She was interesting as the crazy heel. She's not interesting as a face. Absolutely. Now, with that said, this might
0: be controversial. But you've already said it yourself. You've alluded to it. She's best suited to come up and be somebody's tag team partner. I I don't want to see her anywhere near as singles push because there's nothing there. Even as a face, as a heel. I don't give a fuck. You know, I, you know, I called, I nicknamed her Eeyore Shirai after Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh because she was just so fucking boring. Like, this is uh, I don't care about EO. So I've never seen her with a tail. <laughs> she'd be more interesting with a tail. No, you are so, losing
1: his tail, so it makes sense that she lost her. So,
0: time. so I think EO should be on the main roster, but put her on a tag team with Nikki Cross or somebody else that isn't doing shit. Don't say anything. and and you know have them go after the tag team titles. Nikki I don't Cross want to see her in
1: the Andre battle royal. That would be hysterical. I would love that. That'd be, gr- that'd be great. I, I actually I forgot on. Nikki Cross existed until you said her name.
0: Oh, poor Nikki. All right. So that's night one. Let's move on to night two. Let's talk about Ember Moon and Shotzi, the women's tag team champions, NXT tag team champions, and. They will be facing The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Indie wrestling. Who do you got here, Jeff?
1: I don't like Ember Moon. I used to like Shotzi Blackheart. Ember Moon used to play a werewolf character. Shotzi Blackheart howls like a werewolf. I now no longer like Shotzi Blackheart. The tank is stupid. I don't know why anyone's afraid of it. It's obviously a Nerf missile. They act like it's a real missile. I can't stand them. I can't stand the howling thing. And if she's gonna howl, at least Ember Moon should should howl also. What the hell is Ember's law? Ember's law, it's just um Let the way win. They're at least funny. They're amusing. I know that there's something going on with Indy and and how she's in love with Loomis, and you know Candice doesn't like it. I don't care. I think that's interesting in a tag team that doesn't necessarily be on. They're not on the same page, like Shayna and Nioh have been though they haven't been particularly entertaining the last three weeks. Um, I'm going to go with The Way. That's my hope. My prediction is that the faces retain. Um, I I think that they didn't send Ember back down, you know, not to reward her with something, and they Mm -hmm. clearly see something in Shotzi that I used to see but no longer see. Um, So I want The Way. I'm just going to stick with the prediction because I, I don't care. There's no... Title here, so I'm, I'm going to go with the way, but I'm probably wrong.
0: I think we definitely see Ember and Shotzi retain. However, if we do see Candace and Indy win the titles, I think that means Shotzi's on her way to the main roster. That's what I'll say there.
1: Fine, she can she can turn on the Riot Squad. <laughs> she can chase them. She can she can, she can join. Ch- she can join them and be there, their buddy. They can be like the freebirds, and then she can turn on them.
0: Okay, fair. Next up, I think what will be the match of both nights: Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. This is just a plain old what do they uh, call it? A uh, it's not an exhibition match. <laughs> is this unsanctioned? Unsanctioned. Thank you. That's it. Unsanctioned. So, so
1: exploding. Um, Barb tennis racket death match,
0: a, a, a exploding cell phone match.
1: Exploding cell phone.
0: Match. <laughs> it's it's uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Cole.
1: No, it's it's I an mean, exploding nineteen seventy nine Pinto <laughs> match.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, oh. a, a gremlin. They're actually going to blow oh, up the a gremlin. Oh,
1: gremlins! My God, yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I. These guys can both work. Tell a story. That vignette they showed. On Wednesday night. Good God. Like, if you didn't get hyped up for this match just based on that vignette, like, it tells a story. The story's been told. And I, like I said, when I was joking around that other night when we were recording, and I was saying that uh, Kyle O'Reilly's a complete idiot for abandoning uh the Undisputed Era and Cole's a genius and all of it. I love the story. I love the build. You know the story that's been told?
1: The story that's been told is the reason why 200,000 less people are watching NXT now than were two and a half months ago. Nobody cares about these guys. They look like middle schoolers. Forget it. Kyle O'Reilly's going to win because he has to. Adam Cole doesn't matter anymore. When you have a, a faction as powerful as the Undisputed Era and you split it up, you don't break up the entire faction. You replace Ole Anderson with Barry Windham and Lex Luger. You make it stronger. You change it. You don't blow the whole thing up. People like factions to root for them or to hate them. People like New England Patriots being in, in the Super Bowl. People like Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl, even on another team. And he's got Gronk, whatever. People like it when the Dallas Cowboys win a lot because they want to hate them. People like it when the Yankees are good because they want to hate them. Whatever nope. it is, you, you don't build up a faction like that and just tear it asunder. Um, you you replace people with it. And God knows they have enough injuries that they could have filled in the undisputed air with three or four other guys that they could have made sense. So, no, no one cares. Kyle O'Reilly's winning. Big deal. Yawn. Nope.
0: I think Cole's winning. I think Cole's winning. We're going to see Fish come back. And the question is going to be, where's Fish Where's Fish and Fish is going to stick it to Kyle O'Reilly because he knows Kyle O'Reilly is a shitty partner and that's why he's going to stick with Cole and they're going to do what you said. They're going to find two other uh, replacements and Undisputed Era will be reformed Uh, and Kyle O'Reilly will.
1: If this was video, people could see the face I was making.
0: Kyle O'Reilly will be uh, called up to job to uh, Roman Reigns next and make him look like a million bucks.
1: Whatever he can be called up to the dark elevation for all I care. And if Bobby, <laughs> if, if Bobby Fish was going to come out, he'd slip on a banana peel and break his ass bone, his coccyx. his coccyx. Oh my hole! And Here, um, Strong basically quit this week. You think he's going to uh, make an impact?
0: <laughs> we got the next match. We've got Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I don't know if this um the way that this is written out it will be indeed what the sh- the card is set to be but if they've got a follow up colin o'reilly like this is going to be a quick match well, what do
1: you got match, so it's definitely not going to be a quick match
0: yeah they're just going to you know punch devlin in the face put the ladder on top i don't understand why nobody's ever fucking done this in a ladder match like put the ladder on on top of, like, put the ladder to pin your opponent down where they can't get out. Like, just kind of, like, have it straddle his neck and his waist and just climb the ladder. Can't win. There's not enough force that they can, like, get out from under the ladder. I hope they use that finish here. It's going to be a five-minute match. Santos Escobar wins.
1: I don't know who either of these people are. I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't believe you. I don't think this is happening. No, they're, they're clearly going to have Jordan Devlin win because they need one of Finn Balor's to have a title.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gargano versus Loomis. Who do you got?
1: I'm going to go with Loomis just because I think Theory does it. And even though I said he doesn't need a belt, neither does Johnny Gargano. So, Yeah, Gargano Loomis. doesn't
0: need a belt. Loomis needs the belt, and I think Loomis wins too. Or whoever actually comes out of the um, this gauntlet match, I'm pretty sure, you know, can go over main event for the NXT championship. We've got Balor versus Cross. I don't know why I've got this creepy feeling, this suspicion that this is going to be a a squash match, just to put over Cross and how badass he is.
1: I would love that. All of the promos have been Cross saying you're not going to outgas me because I work hard and you're not going to. I'm not going to gas out. And Balor saying the longer the match goes, the deeper the water gets, and you'll start to drown. So obviously they're teasing it as a long match. I hope you're right. I, I hope that Cross absolutely kills him. I hope it's Brock Lesnar against John Cena. Um, I think Cross could use it. Obviously, I'm a sizist, and I prefer the big guys. Finn should be there to be putting over new talent. I'm not going to say young talent because there's only about three or four years between them. Um, But new to the WWE world. And it won't hurt Finn. Finn can come back. Finn can be one Mm -hmm. of the guys who joins the new Undisputed Era. He can join the whatever Pat McAfee crew. It doesn't matter. Finn will be fine. Uh, They can move him back up to the main roster, and, and he'll get cheered again. Whatever doesn't matter they could send them to Europe he can take that that uk title from walter the point is cross i mean we need more cross and scarlet bordeaux on our television screens
0: i agree i agree about the scarlet part i still don't see what the fascination of killer cross is cameron cross Carrion cross whatever his name is um yep so that's nxt stand and deliver I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they do really well on night one, being that Tuesday. They probably pull 750, 850 in, and then for night two, keep the lead? I think and they beat
1: Peacock, AEW? Peacock. So I don't know if Peacock views are going to be reported like a regular network views. Will oh, be. Uh, that's right. Yeah, That'll be right. interesting. I mean, they should know. They, I mean, you know, they—it's all computerized, so there's no reason that they shouldn't. I just don't know if they will or if they won't. I've never heard any Peacock ratings being revealed. I just—but I can't think of that many Peacock live events like this one. I mean, Peacock has some original programming, but I mean, you know, it's like streaming service. It, it, they don't really—it's just to keep people interested in the service. So I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll find out Thursday if those numbers get reported. But,
0: if if on Thursday morning we find out that the views for night two stand and deliver on Peacock were like, I don't know, let's say the overnight views were at 950,000. And an AEW and on TNT live pulls in. 850 is that a is that a legit win for nxt
1: no i think that's a, I, I think that's a win for both companies if that happens i mean a pay-per-view quality event on a network that's carried by it 36 million american homes should do th- those kinds of numbers so uh you know you could even sell it as a loss for nxt although it's it isn't um no, I, th- I mean if AEW does 850 while going against an NXT takeover, that's a victory. That's a, that that's a win. But I think both shows could legitimately claim victory. That's one of those rare cases where both could say we we won or we did fine. They mm-hmm. and they'd be right. Okay. Um, let me do some I- quick little news. You don't even need to do the normal song because it's it's none of it's even that important and not even that long. Um, sure. But big news earlier in the week before things happened. Austin Aries went off social Twitter, so everyone cares about that. Eva Lee seems to have departed AEW quietly um, or has been asked to depart, but she doesn't seem to be part of AEW any longer. Eric Young, who's in Impact, tore his ACL, and he's going to be out about nine months. So uh, later had something with his ankle, also a serious injury. So not great luck for some of the former WWE guys there. Chris Adonis, another former WWE guy, defeated Trevor Murdoch on um, NWA Power for the North American Championship, their North American Championship. Uh, AW Dynamite saw the return. We alluded to it before of Trent Beretta and Chris Statlander from injuries. And Dalton Castle re-signed with Ring of Honor. uh, So that's really all the news that we didn't already cover. All righty. All right. Um, the only thing we didn't really cover much more of was AW. I mean, you know, but I think we covered, I mean, I was talking about things I liked and didn't like, but uh, we jumped around enough. I think that we probably did cover it. Okay. Um, The Team Taz thing was bad. I could do another hashtag, fire Taz. But it's not, I mean, it's it's redundant at this point. Yes, his team did communicate again. And yes, he let them go on camera live, looking foolish again. So yeah, hashtag fire Taz. He's a boob. Um, I did like one thing about, well, the Moxley promo was good. But one thing in particular is he recognized that the young bucks are listless boobs and can't commit to anything. So it was nice to hear that. I like when Moxley talks real. so, you know, again, I, I enjoy Dynamite. We, we're not a blow-for-blow blow kind of show. Um, Speaking um, of, of of Moxley, I forgot to mention
0: this when you were talking about the Warrior Award. Honestly, this year I think that they should really give it to Renee Young, Renee Paquette, <laughs> just because, I mean, it takes a warrior to put up with his nonsense and his buffoonery, and Lord knows that she's probably putting it up putting up with enough nonsense between him and also being pregnant. So she should, she deserves the warrior award is what I'm saying. So Renee, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I hope you win.
1: You don't and, think she
0: uh, yeah, no, I think she's too busy.
1: Huh, That's weird. I would think that she'd be listening from her Twitter. It doesn't seem like she's very busy at all, but okay. Um, I, I would think that she would listen. I mean, I think that she likes to hear your dose of reality for her. I mean, I think that maybe you you might be your only true friend.
0: I listen. I, I agree with that. I I try to talk to her and be like, hey, okay. you gotta you you want to talk about uh you know baby formula? You want to talk about
1: nap schedules? I'm your man. Well, since you talked about your favorite topic, I just want to point out that Xia Lee killed Casey Caranzaro and Kaden Carter went out to face Tian Shah And Tian Shah totally Darth vader her with the choke <laughs> and both killed her and then killed her with, like, smoke. So she Darth yeah. vader her and, like, uh, what are those creatures in Harry Potter that, that suck the souls out? Oh, I don't fucking know the the death reavers or some shit. I can't she, fucking, she remember. Do fucking know. But no, that I was don't awesome. Know. <laughs> I'm so I'm so Team Tian Sha because uh, you know, and and she is Mei Ying or whatever. I mean, what a stupid name to have when you have Mia Yim and um, Mei Young, unless that's actually her real name and she insisted on going by it.
0: Oh my god! All I know is when I saw the 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 video of like this smoke and then. <laughs> And and uh, what was it? Uh, a and Carter just passing out. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, this is such a cool visual, but it's also like pretty hokey, but hokey in a Papa Shango way. And I remember that terrified me as a child. So good for them, man. Good for them.
1: So good. I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but Zia Lee with Cross, I think, would be amazing. An amazing demonic pairing.
0: Uh, it would, but I don't. I mean, where who are you gonna who are you gonna put up there? You already had like Caden and Casey, uh,
1: punk out bow. You can't. Every everyone, ever they just kill everyone. I, I just I just want us. I, it's gonna be like John Wick, where they just like just keep doing the same move over and over again, and like shooting the guy behind them in the head while you know while being on top of someone. You no, know, it's just kill, 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 kill. Oh my god, I love it.
0: I love it. Good yeah. good job NXT. I hope now that they can get past all this fucking ratings bullshit that they can put some good storytelling together they, they, like
1: they, they used to. They need a little lucha underground infused and not just not just taking people from lucha underground. They, they need the, they need some lucha stories. They need to like get like Robert Rodriguez's like third cousin or something. Third cousin. But well, they can't get Robert Rodriguez. He's a big deal.
0: Why not? He's not doing anything except for making uh, uh, sequels to Spy Kids.
1: He could be making sequels to Grindhouse and Death Planet, and you don't know. Whatever he's doing, it's it's awesome and involves Danny Trejo. We
0: want yes, it is. you know, you know that for certain. Yes, we we just want the Sin City sequel. Give us a third one. Why not?
1: Is Michael Madsen even still alive? I think so. Okay. What about Virginia Madsen? All that I don't know about. Some Madsens probably did. Well, I mean, I guess you could just replace him with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They're pretty much the same person.
0: What about Marilyn Madsen?
1: <laughs> sure. All right.
0: With, the, with that, we're, we're going to cut out. What about oh, that's Mac our 80s? last name Who?
1: <laughs> Turn on the news. No, thank you. Okay. All right, guys. That's been, uh, Florida Panhandle. That's all you need to know. You know
0: Listen, uh, we don't need to talk about the Florida man. Um, that's been uh episode. What is this episode 24? Episode 24, guys. Hope you enjoyed. And uh, yeah, uh, let us know what you thought. Hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on our uh, hammerlock hangover at gmail.com, and uh, yeah, give us some feedback on the show if you like it. Please share with your friends, all that jazz, and uh. Hope you enjoy NXT. We'll be back here right before WrestleMania with WrestleMania predictions next week. Yeah. And I don't care what any of you think. Whatever you think of
1: this podcast, it was better than Raw or, or SmackDown.
0: There you go. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Hammerlock Hangover podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please rate us as if you were Okada in the Tokyo Dome and leave us seven stars or as many likes as you can. Please share our awesome podcast with all your friends and family who enjoy wrestling and your favorite social media outlet. If you want to interact with us, you can find Hammerlock Hangover on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to catch you on the next episode.